cliffcentral.com. Right now it is time for It's Going to Be Okay with Dr. Hanan, who is a renowned psychologist and head of the Anxiety and Trauma Clinic in Johannesburg. And we're also going to be joined by Sarah, who needs some help from Dr. Hanan. And uh, he'll, she'll explain what the, the problem is and she'll explain what she needs some help with in just a moment or two. Dr. Hanan, obviously, always valuable. You you had a session with him last week, Deanne? I did. I did indeed. And it's been on my mind a lot. So, yeah. And you said exciting, that... Exciting times. You said you're actually going to be working with him a little bit? Yeah. That's good <laughs> That's It's on the list. Very good. Very, very busy times. In fact, I'll, I'll give you a... A quick show of my to-do list. Oh wow! There Look at that. Forty-eight oh, items. Look at you. <laughs> You've got a whole bunch of stuff to so, do. Yeah, nice. new clients, new jobs. So let's see how we go. Hey Doc, how are you, guys? How are you doing? Good. Awesome. 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 Yeah. So Doctor Hanan, I'm going to put you on to Sarah. Uh, Sarah's video is going to be off, but she's got a story she wants to tell you, and she needs your advice and help. So I'm going to bring her on. Hey Sarah. Hi, good morning. How are you doing? I'm very good, thanks, and yourself? Hang on, I think Siri just asked me, because I said, hi, Sarah, and I think Siri decided. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. How sorry. is Siri doing? <laughs> Don't ask her. She'll, she won't stop talking. All right, so, so, so Sarah, not Siri. Uh, t- tell us what the story is, and I'll, I'll put you on to Dr. Hanan, and he can hopefully give you some pointers okay thank you so much for for the time (laughs) um so my i've i've got a problem in my life um where the father of my child is a narcissist and um we're not together um since she was like uh 18 year 18 months old and um so uh, and my situation changed so that um I'm in a new relationship and the guy's mother is a narcissist and um, she's really trying her best to break <laughs> this um, relationship up using the kids because um, between us, we've got three kids um, ranging between the ages of two years and um, seven. Um, so she's quite manipulative. Um, so is my ex, uh, my father's child. Um all I want to know, or what I need is, uh, I need tools and advice how to um, how to work uh, with people that's got narcissistic behaviors um, that's in your life that you can't escape because, um, yeah, they part of part of our makeup at the moment. Right. So, Sarah, how is he still involved in your life? What is he, what's his role? And does he see the kids? Does he not see the kids? Does he fetch them? Is he consistent? Is he inconsistent? What's his role? What's his, what's his play in your life currently? Okay. Currently, we, I haven't seen him for three years. The last time my daughter saw, sorry, only the one daughter is his. Um, I've only got one. Um, um, so we haven't seen him for three years. Um, the last time that she saw him, it was extremely rough. Um, I had to get a, a interdict know, <laughs> against him um, for verbal abuse. Um, so he he doesn't um, he he doesn't 
he's not re- reliable with um, child support or anything. He's not in the country at the moment. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know when he's going to be back. Um, but he does video call her um, on and off. And he's quite demanding um, with still being the father, obviously, um, and making choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what what does she say about him? What does she say to you about her dad? Does she want to see her dad? Does she want to engage with her dad? Does she miss her dad? What is she? What's what's her take on yeah. her dad? She she loves him dearly. Um, uh, when I when I when he wants to speak to her, and I tell her, listen, you have to, your father asks you if you can phone him. She says no, she doesn't want to. So I don't force her to do it. I only do it when she wants to phone him. Um, mm-hmm. When she does phone him, um, she's quite teary. Um, she misses him. Yeah. She so, does okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, Sarah, you know from experience that uh, dealing with uh, narcissists, the common denominator amongst them is the emotional immaturity. They don't play the game nice because one thing that categorizes narcissists is that it's all about me, 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 what I need, what I want. Uh, how I want to conduct myself, how I want to play the game. And it's not about the other people on the other side of the table. It's not about you. It's not about your needs. It's not about what you feel is appropriate. It's actually what they need. It's like a child. So children gravitate towards immediate gratification. They're unable to actually put themselves in other people's shoes. So I'll give you an analogy. Imagine you're sitting with two adults are sitting in a room with a with a jar of t- ten cookies in front of them, as two adults, you realize that fair game and fair play would be well. If I have five, you have five as well. So the moment I have my five cookies, well, I'm just going to stop because I know the rest, the other five, belong to you. But children just take all of them. And when I say children, I don't actually mean children by age. I mean, children by maturity, because a lot of adults are just children and they don't have this ability to go, well, I've had five, the rest are for you. They just want to take as much as they want to and as much as they can. And that's something that categorizes a narcissist. They don't actually look after your needs because it's all about me, 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 me. Now, how do you deal with a narcissist? So there's two things and two very important points that I want to make. One is how do you deal with a narcissist? And two, specifically protecting your daughter or protecting kids. For those who are listening or have, uh, have uh, parents or siblings that are narcissists that have kids as well. So first of all, the only way to deal with narcissists is to set real boundaries, real specific rules of the game. Because remember, they don't look after your needs. So you have to look after your needs. A narcissist looks after them, and if you look after them too, well, then who is left behind, which is obviously you. So you have to set the rules of the game, so what you need from them, but not generally. For example, you will not say to a narcissist, I want you to behave, because that's like saying to a child, I want you to behave. It doesn't mean anything. You would specifically tell the father of your child exactly how you want the rules of the game to be with consequences if it's not adhered to. So for example, you would say to the father of a child, uh, your time with our daughter is on Monday at 7.30. If you don't arrive by 7.30, I'm not opening the door. 
That is just the way it is. So unless you set these specific boundaries, these narcissists take and take and take and take and take. And the cost is not only you, but more importantly, it is your daughter. Now, so number one is you have to set some strict and specific boundaries with consequences. Remember, boundaries with consequences. Boundaries by themselves mean nothing. Even if they are specific, if you tell a narcissist or for that matter, a child, I want you to behave in a particular way, but you don't attach consequences to it. Well, as children, they just don't do it because why would I? It's about me, me, me and the lowest hanging fruit. So you have to remember, everybody remember, boundaries without consequences is nothing. You have to attach consequences to the boundaries. But how do you manage your child? I need him and therefore you and the boundaries to ensure that there's consistency, stability, predictability, at least for your child. I need you to protect your child by offering stability. How old is your child now? How old is your daughter? She's six. Yes. So the last thing that you want your daughter to feel, by the way, is comfortable with this arrangement. And I'll say it again, I'll explain. The last thing you want your daughter to feel is comfortable with this arrangement because the moment your daughter feels comfortable with inconsistency, instability, unpredictability, that is when your daughter thinks that is normal. The moment your daughter finds comfort in in that, that means she thinks that is normal. And when children think something is normal, they go out of the way to copy and paste as they repeat relationships later on. So you want your daughter to think that this is not okay, but then she's got to turn to you and find stability, consistency, predictability in your relationship with her. You protect her her relationship with her dad as much as you can with that stability, but at least she must have one pilot in her world that offers her that stability, that honesty, that transparency, that consistency, and that must be in you. Now, I'll say one more thing just about the relationship. With a narcissist, especially when they're part of your world, if this was a friend, I would say to you, well, the coin theory, just don't invest anymore. It's done. It's finished. There's no reason to invest any more time and effort into this relationship. But because this is the father of your child, he's going to be a part of your life in some way or capacity for the rest of her life or for the rest of his life. So we can't get rid of him. But what we have to do is minimize or manage the damage. So it's not about which strategy do we get him to behave in. It's rather which strategy does he can he cause less damage. Think about like a, a really naughty child that's uh, that's having a tantrum and he's not going to stop. It's not about making the child feel happy, but how do we remove the people around? How do we manage the environment? How do we manage the situation so the damage is less? A lot of people expect dealing with a narcissist to change their mind, to get them to be adults, to get them to behave, to get them to be able to look at other people and consider their feelings. It's not going to happen. It will never happen. That must not be an expectation in your mind. So again, I want you to think about which strategy do I use to minimize the damage for my daughter? And the best way to do it, as I said, is one, 
the boundaries with consequences and offer her that stability, that consistency, not just with him, but more importantly, with you. Yeah. Okay. No, awesome. <laughs> Thank you. And it, the same, the same implies for the, uh, my, um, let's say mother-in-law. <laughs> exactly the same. So if your, okay. if your partner, if your partner is on board with understand, you see, it would be a lot more difficult if your partner, for example, said, listen, my mother's fine. She's, she, I love her. She needs to be a part of our world. If he doesn't see her as a narcissist, now you and him are going to be in conflict because he sees his mother one way and you see his mother another way. But if he sees his mother also as a naughty, rebellious child, that's whose aim is to destroy, then you can both set boundaries. Okay, now uh, we're on the same page, so that's fine. Lovely, lovely, <laughs> right. lovely. Then you need to set boundaries with the consequences. I love that. Okay, awesome. uh, thank you so much. Thank you, Sarah. I, I hope that helps. And and Doc, these narcissists, is there is there anything sort of long-term you can do about them? I mean, apart from avoiding them in your life where possible. So narcissists never come to therapy because they're never the problem. It's always society, culture, religion, my mom, my dad, my sister, my, my children that are the problem. And actually, we, the only time that we do see them in therapy is when they're sent by someone else. So when their wife said, I'm going to divorce you and there's the consequences, I'm going to divorce you unless you go for therapy. Their children send them, their parents send them to step therapy. But most of the time, they don't get better. And the reason why they don't get better is because narcissists generally find people that enable their narcissistic behavior. We call them yes men, people that enable. So a narcissist will naturally attach themselves to people that tell them that you're doing the right thing. Everybody else is doing the wrong thing. So they're better. The only way a narcissist can get better is when everybody in their circle tells them that they're going the wrong way. Everybody in their circle calibrates them. But narcissists generally find people that tell them, no, 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 you're right. Everybody else is wrong which makes them feel good about themselves, but then they don't improve. They don't have a need to change. Yeah, it's, it just feels um, a, a little bit close to home, some of this narcissist stuff. Um, I think a lot of people have narcissistic tendencies, but the word is used um, almost in a cavalier way to describe people who are a bit selfish, which is not the case. We're talking about a, yeah, very, specific, we're talking about a very specific kind of personality disorder, right? Right, for sure. I mean, look, I mean, being selfish at times is very helpful, but the moment you really don't care about what other people think and don't, don't, aren't able to adapt to social norms and other people that are sitting in front of you, that becomes a problem. Right. Okay, well, been very interesting, Sarah. Thanks for bringing your problem to us. I hope that Dr. Hanan has helped you. And uh, give us an update yes, once. Thank you. Give us an update once you've put those boundaries co- with consequences in the place. Will do. Thank you so much. All right. Good Thanks to, for having good me. To hear from you. Thanks so much, Sarah. There we go. Not cool. All right, Doc, we will check in with you next yeah. week. Yeah, I look forward to the consequences. Just remember, boundaries are no boundaries without the consequences. Just remember that. That's very important. Very, very good. All right, Doc, thank you. Cliffcentral.com.